0: Hello, and welcome to the Webtoon Room. I'm Will, and today, Crudy and I are here to do something a little bit special. Cursed Princess Club just aired its finale, and as some of you know, it's a Webtoon that's very close to our hearts. We covered it in the very first episode of the Webtoon Room. You may have heard of the podcast Lore Limpod before, but what you might not know is that the two hosts, Aaron and Zoe, are actually big fans of Cursed Princess Club so we thought it'd be fun to bring them on and have a little chat about all the things we love about Cursed Princess Club. They are both absolutely hilarious and wonderful, and we hope you enjoy our chat we had with them just as much as we did. And before we get started, we have to offer a spoiler warning for all of Cursed Princess Club through the Season 3 finale. If you have not read through all of it, pause here and come back when you have. Anyway, here's Crudy.
1: All right. Oh my gosh, this is so surreal. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Um, obviously, you guys haven't been a part of this, but we've just been chatting with the Lower Limpod girls, uh, who will tell you who they are in just a second. We've been chatting with them. And honestly, it's been such a blast. First of all, welcome to the podcast, you guys. This is so great to have you here. Hey, thanks so much. Yeah. We're so excited to be here. <laughs> Well, we're so excited to have you here. I mean, like every time your podcast comes up, I'm an avid listener of you guys. For everyone that doesn't know, Laura Limpod is a podcast that if you are a fan of Lore Olympus, if you want two friends who are amazing and <laughs> hilarious to discuss Lore Olympus with and listen to all of their theories and all of their analysis about the panels, every single panel on Lore Olympus, Laura <laughs> Limpod is your go-to. So check them out. They're on social media as Lori Limpod. If you want to email them, you can email them too. They have a Patreon that you can also support. It's only a dollar, so please go check them out at all of those places. But yes, we are so thrilled to have you guys on because today we're discussing Cursed Princess Club. Woo!
2: Woo! Also, I just have to say you do our spiel better than we do. Like that was yeah. great. <laughs> Like, can you just record that? And we'll just put that plug in at the end of all of our podcasts. (laughs) There was no swearing. There was no forgetting what the name of our podcast is and calling it some other garbage. Yeah. Or just like random stuttering and staring at each other. It's fine. Yeah, that was so much better. We can definitely send
0: it to you after this. (laughs)
1: Thank you. Perfect. (laughs) We'll just record one just for you. Side note, some other garbage would be an amazing podcast slash band name. Oh, oh my god, you're so right. You're right. I love that.
2: <laughs> okay, team, here we
1: are. We are the band. This is Some this other garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Spin off. <laughs> I don't even know what we'd talk about, but it would be some other garbage. It would just be entirely Amen. garbage. Yup. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> exactly. We did, did we even do our intro, Will? I'm no, sus- we, we should. All right. It's okay. going out the window. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is... <laughs>
2: This is, this is our influence. We always forget to do our intro. Right. <laughs> we're making we just... you devolve into chaos. <laughs> yeah. i did, I'm making so you worse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know where to start because I was so nervous because this is the first time we're collaborating with anybody. So, I mean, yeah, we're 10 out of 10. We're off to a great start. <laughs> I'm so yeah. thrilled. Uh no, we're so thrilled to be here with you
2: guys. I definitely yeah. am an active listener of y'all, even yeah. though I don't listen to the ones that are going to be spoilers for comics that I haven't read yet. But I yeah. love your like what you're reading now ones. So yeah, yeah I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan.
1: Aww. Yeah, we
2: love you guys. So we're very excited to be here.
1: <laughs> oh, you guys are just giving us all the feels. <laughs> 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 Will's fanning himself. Y'all can't see, but. Uh, yeah we that means so much honestly it's so much fun to do so and it's so amazing to have you all on um so I just want to ask because I know that we've dm'd about this a little bit but how did both of you get into Cursed Princess Club I'm just I just want to hear the story Erin can I start
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> because I got into it because of you two I listened to your like really oh. early CPC episode it was like oh your second God. episode or something wasn't it it was like uh, really early. It was the Let's first Let's not one. talk about it. Oh, it was the first one. Okay, that's a crazy good first episode. Our first episode yeah. was an abomination. You did a great job. <laughs> but Yeah, I, your I audio listened- is so good. <laughs> yeah, and like you sound like you know what you're doing. It's amazing. But yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I just listened to you two. And even though you were like, you know, spoilers, whatever, I was like, oh, I don't know what this is. I just want to hear what this podcast is. Like, I don't care about Curse Princess Club. And so I forged ahead, even though there was a spoiler warning, and you just made it sound so fun and like such an interesting world. And so I checked it out and binged it in a weekend because it's
1: freaking awesome. Oh, my gosh. First of all, like, thank you so much. I'm simultaneously so flattered and also kind of embarrassed because like, I can't go (laughs) back and listen to that first episode anymore.
2: (laughs) We feel that. We feel that so hard. So hard. Please, no one listened to our first episode. Yeah, start
1: at like 20 at the earliest.
2: At the (laughs) earliest.
1: (laughs) That's a lie. They sound great. You guys are totally fine. Um, It's funny that you mentioned that because I actually did recently play our Curse Princess Club episode again to try and prep Mm -hmm. for this podcast. And, you know, it's like once you've heard something or seen something, you can't unsee it. Same thing. You know, we've developed and grown this podcast so much that certain things, I can't unhear them anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, mm, Mm. okay. Yeah. (laughs) I would have done
2: that differently now. (laughs) You got to never re-listen. Never. (laughs) Yeah. When we started, we literally had one iPhone on a bed (laughs) in between the two of us that was recording a voice note. (laughs) That's how amateur this hour was. So... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Honestly, uh. all things considered, you guys sounded pretty good, I mean, obviously, I can definitely notice some of the differences, but considering that, yeah <laughs> you guys like i'm uh, I'm surprised at how good it turned out because I remember listening to some of the early episodes, and yeah, you guys are good, and you definitely uh. had something there that was like worth. You know, going and I think everyone's like that when you first start something, you just sort of figure it out as you go and you guys had sort of that spark that made it interesting to you know, keep with you guys. Aww. Thank you. <laughs> just good feels back and Aww. forth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I have a much
2: less interesting story of how I got into the C P C which is that Zoe texted me. And then Zoe texted me again. (laughs) And then Zoe texted me like every week for like three months and was like, you need to read this in addition to our normal texts. (laughs) And then eventually I was like, one day it was like over break or something. And I was like, I guess I'll read this. And I was like, Zoe, this is so good. Oh my God, what what have I been doing with my life? And she was like, I can't believe that it took you so long. And I was just like staying up at like 3 a.m. laughing to myself in our living room, like <laughs> right? reading this comic, and like afraid I was gonna wake up my partner because I was just like, hee, he- he Frederick thinks she's a witch, and
1: this episode is so funny!" Thank <laughs> 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 oh you, uh, Jamie. Every time, oh every my god. god, so good. <laughs> I think I like barked out laughing that first episode because the same thing actually. Because I can share the origin story. Oh, no, no, no. You go.
0: So I stumbled upon Cursed Prisoner Club. It was at like 10 p.m. at night. I just started reading it. And I was like, this is so good. I was dying of laughter and trying not to wake up my brother. And um, <laughs> and then I texted Crudy about like, after I read like the first five episodes or so, I was like, Crudy, you need to read this. I'm dying right now.
2: <laughs> I empathize with that feeling, Will.
1: <laughs> Zoe is that for us. <laughs> yeah. It's actually, that is wild. That is... It's wild that that's so parallel, that that's exactly (laughs) what happened. But Curse Princess Club was definitely on my list to read. And, you know, that was before we started the podcast. We started just reading a ton of webtoons, and Curse Princess Club was on that list. But I bumped it up like immediately after I saw his message Mm -hmm, and I read the mm -hmm. first episode, and I was like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is amazing. (laughs)
2: Honestly, Curse Princess Club is probably my number one laugh out loud webtoon. Fully agree. It is hilarious. (laughs) I think this comic makes me laugh more than most of the sitcoms I've ever seen in my life. Like, I laugh so hard at this. And it's also so wholesome. Like, nothing in no form of media has brought me as much pure joy as Curse Princess Club has. It's just delightful.
1: And honestly, that's a really difficult thing to do. Like, if you think about writing comedy, it is really, Mm -hmm. really hard to write good comedy and to keep it clean, too. Like you said, like, it's so wholesome. There's so many moments that I think back to and I'm just like, ah, like, I have so many feels, like, in my heart.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the comedy, like, comes from how real it is. Like, Frederick freaking out or, like, like Mm -hmm. Gwen, like, missing something. Or it's, like, it's so real. It's, like, earnest. Yeah, earnest is exactly the vibe I think of this comic is it's just all so earnest and authentic. And I love it.
0: Yeah, that's something we talk a lot about on the Webtoon Room is just like authentic stories that are true to themselves. And CPC is definitely one of those.
2: Yeah, yeah. Something else I was going to say about the CPC that I really appreciate about it is the use of music, which is something that I usually am not a huge fan of because like I don't know I just don't like to engage my ears and my eyes at the same time in the same thing I don't know I'm a weirdo like that too much work yeah too much work like no (laughs) I need at least part of my mind to wander
0: Um, you know I'm kind of the same way I actually am usually not a big fan of music and webtoons either but I also did like it for CPC as well. Yeah.
2: Thank you. I'm glad you get it. Because yeah, usually I'm just like, this is distracting me. This is distracting me from what I want. But yeah, with CPC, the music just really adds to it and adds to the vibe and and the feel mm-hmm. of it. And And also has wonderful, somehow they've coordinated it so well to switch from one song to the next when the mood changes. Like I'm always amazed by it.
1: Yeah, it's super smooth, which kind of, amazes me sometimes because I've definitely heard music in other webtoons and I love Purple Hyacinth. I do. And I love Purple Hyacinth's music, but the music switches can be kind of abrupt sometimes and CPC does such a good job with keeping it really smooth. And also the music, I think what helps is that it sounds like pretty similar um, Mm -hmm. and it's so light and fun and boppy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was reading an episode just now and my mom was sitting across from me and she was just like dancing in her seat to the music. Because it's so, it's just so good. It's yeah. good. I don't know how else to describe it. It's so great.
2: Yeah. And I feel like it adds an element to the characters, too. Like it makes the characters feel that much more like lighthearted and perky. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. or in the moments where the mood switches and so and so, whoever, the king is like freaking out because the girls want to hold hands with boys. Oh it's my like, God. oh, I feel the king's anguish. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jack is always, the king is always freaking out. I mean, let's be real. Or he's True. stealing gifts. That part cracked me up. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. All oh, these my are God. for me? <laughs> <laughs> Just genuinely, he doesn't even realize that it's inconceivable that they could be for other people. It's all for him. All of the gifts. I
2: loved the, like, backstory explanation for that. Like, he was just a hot young thing. (laughs) That was just the norm. There's just no way around it. I also, I loved that they originally were speculating, like, oh, maybe it has to do with this curse or this interesting backstory. And he was like, no, I was just so pretty. That's
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Did you see that one coming? Because I did not.
0: No. no,
2: zero no. percent, not at all.
1: Wow, Zoe and I also though always talk
2: about this. We're like, are we dumb? Like, <laughs> were we supposed to see that coming? Because we we never see anything coming.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so don't take us as a candlestick. Or I think we're like
1: is the one smart person here because he's the you, <laughs> you saw this coming. You or or like you speculated. I think right.
0: I think I read somewhere in the comments that someone was like thinking this would be the case and I was like, uh, yeah, that kind of sounds right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of left at that. I didn't think about it too much more.
1: <laughs> you know what? The thing that I realized too is that I don't necessarily think that I'm smart, but I think that there are people in the comments who comment really smart things mm-hmm. and I latch mm-hmm. onto them because that's what <laughs> happened with our first <laughs> Curse Pencils Club episode where there was a theory that Gwen looked like her mom. And that's why Jack loved her so much. That's why her Mm. siblings loved her so much. And it's not that she's cursed. And we actually don't know if she's cursed or not. That is into season four territory. But I read that and I was like, that makes so much sense. And I really like this theory. And voila, Voila. look what happened.
2: (laughs) Wow, that commenter is smart. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, that's the one smart person on the internet.
0: (laughs) Shout out to you.
2: Besides Will, sounds like Will is also a smart person on the internet.
1: (laughs) Correct.
0: Oh, please.
1: Will, you have so many theories and you have so many, like, um, I don't know, you just have so many big brain moments. And I'm like, okay, tell me more about that because I don't know what that is before.
0: Oh, no. Now I'm feeling pressured and on the spot.
1: (laughs) So, Will, tell us what's going to happen in season four. Um,
0: Everything. uh, There's going to be comedy, a lot of it. Mm. And uh, it's going to be funny. Uh, and uh Gwen's gonna be in it.
1: Ah. What about Frederick? Is he gonna die? Or is he also gonna be in it?
0: <sighs>
1: Question. Frederick be died in it as a go? Off screen before season.
0: Four. Oh, oh no.
2: <laughs> oh no. That would be a twist.
1: <laughs> Honestly, watch season four just be Just open to the first panel of, like, a shirtless Curtis with, like, Miss Agatha, and then you have Molly, like, on the (sighs) side. Just... Perfect. I honestly... I would read this comic. I would. Yes. Same. Anyway, we're a clean podcast. We shouldn't discuss these things. Moving on.
0: (laughs) Moving right along.
1: (laughs)
2: We're not. You can come on our podcast, and we can talk about whatever you want. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: Laura (laughs) Limpod just all the way sideways into CPC for a day, we're visiting, and then we're gonna come back.
2: Because this is a detour. Don't worry.
1: Just read this and then you'll understand, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah.
2: But on the note of ship talk, which I can keep very clean, I promise. Um, I have a proposal of a ship for you all. Ooh, and okay. I, I wanna hear what y'all think.
0: Okay, go on.
2: Leland and Jack. Oh, I was, I, I was thinking about this before. I was literally like setting my stuff up and I was like thinking about Leland and Jack and I was like, I love them. They're so cute. They're cute yeah. little bromance slash romance. But also in the second to last episode or whichever episode it was, when Leland was like, Jack, you're a hypocrite. I was like, Leland. Leland, I swear to God, if you take this away from me and turn out to be mean, I will never get over it. Like, don't you dare
1: do something to upset us. Because I am on this ship. Yeah. I honestly, I'm a big fan of Leland's eyebrows. Um, just mm-hmm. straight up. They're magnificent, gorgeous, feathery things. And I, I love it. I love also that he's just, He's basically an older Frederick with scary eyebrows.
2: Oh my God, yes. Leland and Jack, when they're young, are like Frederick and Jamie in love. (laughs) Like, that is the vibe that I get so strongly. Did you
1: go back and reread that section when uh, the king and Jamie and the princesses go to visit the Plaid Kingdom for that ball or that event? And then Leland greets Jack by straight up doing a dirty dancing lift. Yes. <laughs> Did you go back and oh, yeah, reread yeah, that? Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. I am obsessed.
1: Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Nobody puts Jack in a corner. Nobody. Oh.
2: It must be so weird for Jack to see Frederick and Gwen together because it's Mm. like his BFF slash maybe future love and his (laughs) like wife slash past love in mini me form. (laughs) I don't know. Weird vibes.
1: Maybe. Honestly, I kind of think it's weird for Jack anyway. Like, he's just weird about, like, his daughters yeah. with men or mm-hmm. other people anyway, so yeah. I yeah. have no idea. But I was going to say, on the Leland-Jack thing, this is something I was thinking about recently. And it's funny because I was thinking of Leopold and Jamie, and they have... yes. Sorry, I just, I love that so much. <laughs> I love their, di- oh, it's, it's amazing. It's one of my favorite, like, <laughs> ongoing jokes in the comic is just Leopold's trauma. Um, <laughs> it's incredible. And I was thinking about Leopold and Jamie, and I was actually thinking, like, do I ship them? And I can go into that later. But I realized that they are the parallel, their relationship is the parallel mm. to Leland and Jack back in the day. Uh. Uh-huh. Oh,
2: even the
0: letters
1: are the same. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: yeah, that is interesting.
0: Huh.
2: Huh. Oh man. You know, I was thinking about Leopold and Jamie recently, and I tried to reread the whole thing before coming on this podcast, and I only made it through rereading season one. But I was thinking about them and I was I was like weighing like, do I ship them? I'm not sure. And then I decided like I kind of get vibes from Jamie that he's maybe, like, ace arrow. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I don't necessarily ship him with Leopold, but if he's not ace or arrow, then yeah, sure, great, fine, lovely. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Will, what do you think?
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I know that this isn't much of an answer, but I have to think about that one.
2: Okay, okay. I just, like, when I was reading it, I didn't really feel like Jamie felt a romantic connection to anyone I felt like it was other people
1: feeling attracted to him
2: but like never
1: the other way around so I don't know my take with Leopold and Jamie I actually don't ship them romantically I just ship I guess I love their friendship I love Mm -hmm. the relationship and dynamic that's developing between them where Mm -hmm. Jamie is Leopold's artistic muse, reluctant artistic muse. (laughs) And Leopold just has trauma that he cannot get away from. And I just, I love that relationship so much. But Will, you had a thought recently about Leopold with another character.
0: I did. And I low-key shipped them together. That's Leopold with Susanna.
1: Oh,
2: interesting.
0: Yeah. I think they're set up to meet and they both have like a very serious type personality, which is why I kind of put them together in the first place. And I, I just really want to see what that looks like.
2: <sighs> oh, oh, well, I was on the Leopold Jamie ship because I was not even, I'm not even really thinking about what the characters want. I was like, I want this. This is an Aaron <laughs> thing. <laughs> Aaron wants to see this happen. Um, but the Susie, ah, uh, the Susie Leopold Duo. That's a really good point. Oh, and they seem like the type who could um, cancel each other's
1: negative tendencies out. <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> yes, that's yes. brilliant.
1: <laughs> I'm curious about this too. Cause like Leopold, I feel like he's really, gosh, how do I say this? He's like, sassy is not the right word. What would you, what mm, word would you use? Quick witted? He's kind of snooty. Like snarky, snarky or Snarky or like... snooty. And then, susie is just i feel like she's like a prickly porcupine she's like soft underneath but she's just got so many needles and walls that are in the way and then yeah yeah, i'm really curious to like see them sort of clash and then them just be like oh wait you're not that bad uh you're also not that bad cool Mm -hmm. oh okay yeah Yeah. and they're also
2: totally non-threatening to each other like they are perfectly not Mm -hmm. interested in the same things at all (laughs) so they could just wholly support each other with no worries about competition
1: (laughs) that's true that's true do you guys ship any of the canon ships or do you guys have any other ships because we could go on this all day
2: yeah i really ship um tell me that i'm getting these characters names correct lance is the is the one with lorena right he's the jock. is that right I really ship the two of them. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously they're still getting to know each other, but I feel like they're a perfect match. Mm -hmm. Like, they both like athleticism, and they both, like, want to support each other. I get great vibes from them. They're great.
1: And this is something that you and I have talked about separately, Will, comparing these two with Maria and Blaine. I feel like, comparatively, Lance and Lorena are so much more on the same page.
0: They definitely are, like... They're just on the same wavelength, full stop. Maria and Blaine have to take a second to like get to know each other, and they like, have to stop and be like, wait, am I being really shallow? Do I really know this person? And Lorena and Lance just get each other right away.
1: They're like, what do you want to go see? Mm-hmm. I want to go see a fight. And, she's, and he's like, best fiance ever. <laughs> and that's it. There's nothing else that they need to talk about. In defense of Maria
2: and Blaine, I do think there's just less to get with Lance and Lorena, which is not a dig. Like, I don't think that's, like, everyone has different strengths. But I mean, like, yeah, they're like, I like sports. I like sports. I like to fight. I like to fight. Those are my two features. Done. Like, it's perfect, which is wonderful. I'm very happy for them. Um, And to be fair, I don't think Blaine and Maria have, like, immense, vast quantities of stuff going on. But I think they have... You know, they're the oldest. They've got a little more responsibility. They're a little more stressed mm-hmm. um, and a little more vain. They just have some more stuff to work through.
1: <laughs> Blaine <laughs> needs to grow up a little bit. He, he does. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, that's that's a really good point about Maria and Blaine. That's something that I was thinking about, too. There is more going on there. And Maria, poor girl, she is stressed about the in-laws. 17 is know, too girl. young to be stressed oh, about baby. in-laws. Poor thing. Yeah baby girl yeah i would be too same any theories about the mom and like where like what's her deal i have a lot of questions (laughs) that's valid that is valid me too
2: same yeah like i feel like i could riff on my like personal theories that don't have evidence (laughs) to back them correct you know like well, if Leland and Jack have really harbored <laughs> secret feelings for each other this whole time, does she, like, sense that? And, like, you know, she's angry about it, which that would be valid. But I don't think there's evidence in the comic to necessarily support that. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Maybe she's just grumpy unless she's around food. I mean, that's, that's relatable. Which, to be fair, yeah. same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that she and Jamie <laughs> yeah. struck up, like, a connection right away. Just... I know. That was... Yeah. That was great. And I do
2: wonder if that thing that Leland said at the end about, like, Jack, you're such a hypocrite, mm-hmm. like, and that big mystery about what he means by that, if whatever is behind that plays into her mm-hmm. relationship with Leland. It seems like it could be a tangled web be. of something. Yeah. We're not even... Yeah, maybe she was... Oh, sorry. Keep going.
1: I was just gonna go off like <laughs> uh, I do. <laughs> Please
2: continue. I, I just... I feel like we just have so much in common. <laughs> um, but I was going to say, like, maybe the plaid mom was somehow really, like, friends with Lilith or something. And maybe oh. that plays into this. Like, maybe she's bitter about the way that her life went. Mm-hmm. Or or maybe, you know, she has conflicting feelings with Leland about that. I don't know. I really,
0: I'm at a loss. That's a really, really, really interesting point, actually. And it'd be really, really Interesting to see what comes of that,
1: because so much has been—it's been built up so much. You know, it's more than just like a side joke. It's—it's like a very Mm -hmm. continuing plot point that the mom doesn't approve of the marriages, and then Maria is sort of the only one stressed out by this because she's the only one burdened with that knowledge. And so there's got to be like something else behind it, something a little more. Like Mm -hmm. it's not just a throwaway thing. Like it's got to be something a little more than that. So yeah, it's really. It's interesting to think about.
2: I did read a comment on maybe the episode before the season finale, something, some recent episode. That was like maybe she had an arranged marriage with mm. Leland that, like, they never yeah. built feelings for each other. And that's why she's against an arranged mm-hmm. marriage for her kids. Oh, that makes so much sense. That's such a logical, like, <laughs> reasonable thing to be the explanation. <laughs> it's not like she was a bird turned into a person and then she befriended this other woman and now she's angry, which is my head's kind of thing. <laughs>
1: Sorry, you said Bird turned into a person, and I just like visually pictured Monica in like an arranged marriage. (laughs) And she's just uh, like to a cat. Oh my god.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Oh Oh my god. Monica. Baby Baby girl.
1: (laughs) Baby girl, get some Prozac. I feel so bad. A lot. Mm -hmm. do you all have a favorite curse princess club member there's so many good ones i
2: it's so Mm -hmm. hard it's so hard to pick i was thinking about this um and i feel like yeah it's it's just so hard. There are so many. I really like Sierra. <gasps> yes. However, I don't know how to say her name, but I love her. Pinocchio. I feel like in so many ways I relate to her. <laughs> like, she's just like, I would like the alcohol, please. <laughs> and I'm like, girl. And also to make <laughs> out with yeah, some please. people. Yes. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Thank you for the representation. <laughs> um, but I also, like, I really like Gwen and I don't usually love main characters. But she's just so wholesome and pure and earnest, and I'm like, baby girl, I just want the best for you. Yeah, Erin, I totally agree. I I was gonna say I'm gonna say her name Sarah because I feel like that's maybe how the wine is
1: pronounced. I think that... she's named after wine. Yeah, she right? does say yeah, that. I don't know.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to say Sarah, but 97% chance that's wrong. But anyway, I do love her because she's a messy lady just like me and I need role models. Um, but Erin, I was going to say I am so shocked that you didn't say your favorite is Prez because she strikes me as the kind of strong female character that you could get I behind. I almost did say Prez but I thought it would be too on brand so I stayed away from it. Because <laughs> I was like, I do love Prez. I am like, I I do both want to be her and I also am attracted to her. Like she is everything. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) You're Abby. (laughs) You're Abby, one (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. Oh, I do love Abby too, and also they're all so relatable. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Also, Laverne. Laverne is obviously Mm -hmm. the best actual character.
0: I think we all want to be pampered like Laverne and get brought cocktails and get carried places. And (laughs) yes, yes,
1: yes. This is this is the webtoon room, and Laura Limpod's night out is just. We want the Laverne treatment. Yes, amen. amen. Oh my gosh! Yes, correct.
0: Facts.
2: <laughs> just beautiful princes around us, bringing us cocktails. That's what's going to happen. And we're right? just going to wink. Will at is them. the
1: beautiful prince.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for offering your service in this capacity. Will, I have been
0: volunteered.
2: <laughs> volunteered.
1: <Amen. laughs> I'm sorry not sorry <laughs> oh, I love it oh man <laughs> Oh, anyway thank you for your service uh, moving on you're welcome <laughs> what can I say except you're, you're welcome we <laughs> really are yeah. uh, this really is turning into the Laura Limpod show because <laughs> yeah. you guys do <laughs> the musical it really is <laughs> we're like a disease oh gosh
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully
1: not COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not a plague. No.
2: <laughs> Knock on
1: wood somewhere. Yeah. Oh gosh. Moving on away from real life stuff because <laughs> that's everything we want to forget. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Back to a fictional 2D <laughs> world that we adore: Amen. Chris Princess mm-hmm. Club and the Pastel Kingdom. Um. What else can we talk about here? Oh, we didn't even go into like Gwen and Frederick and that whole shebang and that whole relationship because really the thing that you and i both adore will about cursed princess club is just the themes of like self-growth and self-love and accepting yourself and loving yourself and you know i think all of us are in our 20s but it's still so relatable and i think we've been through that and we still go through that today like it's a constant process
0: yeah i really relate to frederick like People were not so happy with him in the early chapters in the comments. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, we should get rid of him. He's trash. Get him out. <laughs> but I really relate to him, not because I've been there and done that, but because it's just very relatable to have that kind of character who you look at and just reminds you of y- a little bit of you when you're younger, when you're a bit more immature, when you're a little bit more impulsive, when you're not quite sure like of yourself and you're being forced by your parents to be somebody. And it's... Mm-hmm.
1: And like the, th- the two brothers, too, like yeah. that comparison. And, and to be the youngest, like, yep, everything lines up.
0: Uh, for reference, I have two older brothers as well, oh. and I was also in a family where I was, I was expected to do everything my older brothers did, and I didn't. Oh. So I very personally relate to Frederick.
2: Feeling a little attacked <laughs> by <Yeah>. this comic. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, to your point, Will, I think the author did an amazing job of like this character who really kind of started out as a solid villain. (laughs) You know, like we were all like, don't you dare say that about our Gwenny. And then to turn it around like that by showing us his backstory and helping us see like how he got to be the way he was and like he's flawed. But he's a kid. Mm -hmm. like that's okay he's still growing and figuring it out i really love frederick now including his flaws that he's working on Mm -hmm. i love frederick and gwen obviously like everyone else i was like frederick is garbage and can go away um in the beginning but i have come so fully around like there's nothing there's nothing we love like a redemption arc you know and seeing frederick Mm-hmm. realize that he was wrong and try so hard like he's a perfect example of a character who's just really like owning his mistakes trying to take responsibility for them and make progress and go forward and he is a kid and like we all do dumb terrible things when we're kids and i think obviously mm-hmm. he and Gwen are going to have to confront you know what he said and and all of that um mm-hmm. which is going to be unpleasant but I think they can work through it. And I think that they just, they seem to just really wholesomely, like, a- adore each other. And I think it's too young for them to get married. But I would love to see them, you know, be together in a happy little supportive,
1: healthy relationship.
2: <laughs> yeah. I
1: think they have actually the closest connection out of all of the three couples. I think they're great.
0: Yeah. Like, in
1: terms of how they line up together, they're they are really good. Totally. But back to some of the earlier points and what you guys were talking about, I really loved Frederick's arc and the thing that I thought was so key about it. And this goes in line with something that CPC does so well. There are no villains in CPC. Mm -hmm. There's only people who Mm -hmm. are working and trying their best who are imperfect. Mm -hmm. You know, you can include that like Jack in that. You can include Frederick in that. You can include Whitney in that. Yeah, We haven't even Mm -hmm. gotten to Whitney. We'll get to him. But, you know, it's about like growing and learning and this ownership and even Perez who realized like, hey, no, this is something that I'm not doing right in this moment. There's stuff that I haven't gotten to yet. And that's so that's such real life. And what I love about what they did with Frederick is that he totally, you know, he does a great job embracing his mistakes and flaws and trying to grow and, and be better. But I love that they showed in the comic that an important step to him doing that is him having support. Mm. He made a friend. Mm -hmm. He didn't have friends before. He didn't feel support from his family. Uh, And honestly, it's so tough when you don't have that as a person. And that's so key to being able to take those steps. Yeah, 100%.
2: Totally, yeah. Their ship is, like, stronger for them both feeling like outsiders in their different ways, which coming for Aaron and me from being a Lore Olympus podcast, <laughs> like, that's the whole thing between Hades and Persephone, right? Is that, mm-hmm. like, they're outsiders in their realms, yeah. and they love each other yeah. th- for being that shared experience, so, Yeah. yeah. It's a cute ship. Yeah, They're and they good. love each other like warts and all. And it's not that they love each other despite of those things. It's that they love each other and they love those things. Like I love your warts. I love your weird little quirks, which is just ugh, it's so good. Like I really lost it when um when Gwen was trying to plan her dinner party and she was stressed about, it and Frederick was like, "Well, I majored in administrative
1: support." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> 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 Sexy, yeah, like what? I
2: was like, this is this is making me happy on levels I didn't know I can
1: experience. I feel so fulfilled right now. They are two nerds who are perfect for I each other.
2: It. Yeah, <laughs> babies. Oh
1: god. Oh my gosh. I also love that moment. Speaking of like them accepting each other, warts and all. I love that moment when. Gwen cleared up the whole newt eyes misunderstanding and then he's like no wait but I'd actually like to keep it though
0: that was such a cute moment
2: ah yeah so good and I feel like Cursed Princess Club is like full of moments like that where there's like a weird misunderstanding <laughs> and it's not resolved anytime soon. And we as the reader just are like, oh my God, they're going to carry on with their lives like this. <laughs> it's it's
1: really something. <laughs> but it adds to the comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Like, I don't know how many times Frederick pulled out those bottle of newt eyes and just <laughs> looked at them. and that was just and uh, but i loved the way it got turned around though because yeah i can understand it being frustrating or kind of an open end you know on part of the reader but the way it got turned around where like that's a visual physical representation of like everything that he once was sort of disgusted by because he didn't accept himself and love himself and then now he's like wait no but I love this now because I've grown to love it. Exce- oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm.
2: It's all so
1: good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> 10
1: out of 10. I know. We love it. 10 out of yes. 10. Yes.
2: And speaking about, so I mean, so this comic obviously deals a lot with what is beauty and like society's perceptions of beauty, et cetera, et cetera. And something that I've been thinking about a lot is like, what, what is the resolution here? Like, if Gwen is somehow cursed, right? Right. It's not a good idea for her to somehow change how she looks. Right. Because this is who she is. And I think it would be it would be unfair for the comic to undo that to her. Right. Which and I don't think that'll happen. Like I'm just thinking about what like what I think the resolution is going to end up being. And I'm not I'm not sure. Do do you guys have thoughts on that? I was just mulling that over earlier.
0: I'm not sure. I haven't actually thought that far ahead. But you're right in that that's a really important theme of, the, of just the Cursed Princess Club in general, is of accepting, you know, who you are. So Gwen having to face that question would probably be like the last like capstone on her like development. Do you think Gwen is cursed? I am still 50-50. I don't know. Yeah.
2: I will stake my stance that she's not cursed. That's my official prediction.
0: You heard it here first, folks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure no one else on the internet has ever predicted that, so
1: credit to Zoe from Laura Limbaugh.
0: Nobody ever in the history of the internet has ever done such a thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think right now, I think I'm going to agree with you, Zoe. I am leaning towards her not being cursed as well. A couple reasons. One, because I don't want her to be. Uh, <laughs> two, because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> two, because I think, and this goes to kind of what you were saying, Aaron, that It kind of goes against everything CPC has built up, all of the messages (laughs) Mm -hmm. of self-love and self-acceptance. So it would be weird if she was cursed, and it would be interesting if she, in fact, ended up being cursed, because I would like to see what Lambcat does with that, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Right now, I'm leaning that she's not, but I guess we'll just have to see. Yeah. 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 I agree. It'll be interesting either way. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: What other discussion topics are you? Okay, talk I have about? one other thing that I realized today that made me feel really dumb. That's really minor if we are looking for a new conversation prompter, which yes. is I only realized today when I was like looking back through things to refresh my memory before this that Whitney's name is like a play on the word white because yes. his brother's yeah. name is Gray, Sun, And I was like, yes. I am so stupid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about some of the puns in Curse Princess Club, please? Unbelievable. Because they're so good.
2: Oh my god. It's amazing.
1: They're all so good. I didn't realize at first what made princels so absolutely hilarious. Will had to explain it to me.
2: (laughs) Have you not been a woman on the
1: internet before? I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, I guess I just... (laughs) No, I've been a tree. I've just been in an entire tree on the internet. That's nice. I,
2: Honestly, yeah, it, it sounds, sounds better like I'm being a woman.
1: <laughs> on the true. End. True. Um, but yeah, so the whole prince joke was oh my freaking God. genius and I I was not appreciative yes. of that for like the first time I read that. And then Will was like, "Oh, no, this is this, it, let me explain the internet to you." <laughs> uh
2: will thank you for doing the lord's work <laughs> in case any listeners don't know maybe we should say it's a play on incel which is like an abbreviation for involuntary celibate it's like men on the internet who think women are to blame for them not being loved when really they're jerks is that a fair summary of that's incels a very, i don't know very
0: fair summary
2: i think that's a generous summary <laughs>
1: true true <laughs>
0: <laughs> On a different podcast, we'd have much stronger words for them.
2: Yes. <laughs> On Laura Limpod, we will say it in much more graphic words. <laughs> when, when y'all come for the CPC episode of Laura Limpod, we will swear oh, no. about incels for f- at least four hours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds uh, perfect. Sounds like a date. I'm there. <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> um uh, but yeah i laughed out loud i cracked up at the whitney grayson and i forget what the last brother's name was they come in threes uh, these brothers and these yeah. siblings don't they in this webtoon it's a good point yeah they do all come in threes
0: yeah leopold has two brothers too right <gasps>
1: yeah oh my god yeah, yeah huh. he does. holy crap they do wow interesting this is a fertile alternate universe, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only up to three. No well more.
2: <laughs> then there's a firm shut off.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, Will. I'm not sorry. This is very funny. Do not funny.
0: apologize.
1: <laughs> I'm
2: going to move on. Your listeners are going to be like, they are so off the rails. <laughs> Get these girls out of there. This is
1: a disaster.
0: <laughs> I think
1: they're going to thank you because this is like miles more entertaining than um, than our usual work. Uh, usually we're much more like put together and much more like analysis. This is what we think. And today is just straight up laughs. And it's it's amazing. So thank you guys for coming on. Well, we love your existing format. Don't change a thing.
2: Yes, please. There need to be adults out there, and then there will be.
0: Bold of you to assume that we're adults. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're f- we're fake adults. We're um pretending adults pretending. Mm-hmm. That's borderline. Yeah, yeah. I've got yeah. like
0: two people stacked, and we're in the suit together.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who's to say that we're not just a coat filled with, like, you know, rats? Who knows? <laughs> this is an amazing feat that your
2: rats are two separate people on the internet right now. That's that's impressive rat
1: work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the logistics of how, like, two rats would just, like, type on the internet. And how we would, like, do and accomplish things. Probably not very well. We seem to be doing okay.
2: Just like the little rats would just have to run across the keyboard and look like they were like Ooh. break dancing when they were True. typing. Just like hopping. Good point. That's a good Wait, point. I'm sorry. This is going to waste a minute of our recording time, but I have to get something. I will be right back. This is very important. Erin, you know what I'm going to get. One second. Oh, my God. Guys, you uh, guys prepare yourselves. I'm, <laughs> I'm
1: scared but incredibly excited.
0: I am feeling the exact same way. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
2: oh my god. <laughs> That's amazing. So there's my giant paper mache rat head. (laughs) That's, wow. Did you make that? Oh, she did. Uh, She made two. She made two. You're not making sound again. Hang on. I have to leave and come back again. Hang on, hang on.
1: (laughs) I'm so sorry. Welcome to our live. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. I snort when I laugh, so you're totally, you're totally mine.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Zoe made two custom rat heads for Halloween one year. (laughs) One for her and one for her boyfriend. There are a ton of pictures that I can send
1: you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Actually, you definitely should, because we may or may not use them. If your guys are okay on our social media, that's just gonna be the promo image for this episode. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so it was definitely worth the Hello. delay.
0: Hello. 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 Oh,
1: good. You're back. I
2: can't hear you. What? Wow, what a nightmare. What I a I continuous nightmare. Oh my god. <laughs> what changed? <laughs> This world is a horror show that never ends. <laughs> oh. Give me a second. Headphones.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm glad that we can he- we can hear Zoe just narrating to herself out loud, which is good. I guess, is this all getting recorded? Well? This is
0: all being recorded.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I hope that you just leave this part in so that they just get to hear in real time Zoe trying to reconnect. <laughs> can you imagine if the four of us did a live podcast, though? One more try. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. We can hear you. Mm -hmm. You can hear me, but I can't hear you. What? Yeah, Zoe and I like threw around the idea of doing a live recording at at one point, and we were both like, absolutely not. That's absolutely not. We can hear you. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) Hang on. I'm going to try one more thing, because I don't know why I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Oh yes, yes, oh, thank cool. God. There we okay, go. cool. cool, yay! I have no idea what I just unplugged and replugged my headphones like four times, and that made it work. So, welcome back. Don't question it. You're here. Accept it. You made it.
0: Congratulations.
2: So yeah, where were we? Before we started talking about being rats in the shape of humans, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we got really off the rail. We-, <laughs> we did. I think we were talking about puns. Oh, can we talk about Whitney though? Because Ooh, when he yeah. showed
2: up mm.
1: oh my mm. god yeah
2: go i'm a hesitant to believe he's a hundred percent a good guy even though like cpc like d- like you said that it doesn't really have like villain villains but i don't know coming from a lore olympus place lore olympus yeah. does have villains so i'm i'm still i'm <laughs> still holding out for whitney to prove himself we got different layers of villains in lore olympus <laughs> yeah. world yeah <laughs>
1: and that's on lore olympus trust issues <laughs> oh my god <sighs> uh Okay. Interesting. Interesting take on Whitney. What do the rest of you think? So I was
2: like, yes, Whitney and Frederick are both on journeys to redemption. This is great. He's like into meditating, which I'm not into, but it seems like it's working for him. Great. Awesome. But then when Curtis was like, I don't trust you. And if you are here to mess things up, I will kill you. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) was like, oh no, Whitney, do you have an ulterior motive? So I think he's not bad. I don't think he has a bad motive, but I like a part of me thinks that he's like, maybe there's a secret mission where he's like, if I can get Prez to kiss me, I can get rid of my tiger stripes, you know, or something something like that. That's like ulterior but not evil. Nefarious. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A little underhanded. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like it's not great,
1: but it's not evil.
2: Though I feel like there's a good chance that if that's what he thinks it is, and he just said to Prez, like, look, we all hate curses as much as the next guy. Like, can we just do a little peck just to test it? I feel like Prez might be like, you know what? I would do anything to get rid of my curse. Like, that's fine. I get it. I get you, bro.
1: Very fair. I think that is true. Yeah, that's true. Like, there may not even necessarily be a need for him to do that, because if there's anything that Prez would get, it's that just Mm -hmm. you know and you saw how at the end of uh the season she jumped at the gala like the chance to get rid of her curse she was like let's go we're going Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I was surprised about that oh in what way
2: just getting back to some of the the things we were talking about earlier about like self-love and self-acceptance and things I was surprised at how excited Prez was in particular to be like oh there's a chance for one of us to get rid of our curses like I don't know I just I was surprised that they were all so excited at the potential of getting rid of an integral part of themselves, even though I understand, obviously, that it had these, like, negative impacts on their lives in, like, very big ways. I think that's going to play out in an interesting way where I, like, I feel like they'll, they'll give it to, like, whoever they think is the worst afflicted. Maybe... Renee, I always feel really bad for her. I'm always very oh stressed yeah, for that her. would suck. I'm like, girl, you deserve this. But um, I think the rest of them are gonna be like, a curse is who a part of who I am. You know, like I don't think Abby will say that. <laughs> That's true. Abby's gonna
1: be right out on that. That's a good point. But, she was the first one going for that potion. She was like, girls, this yeah. is what we're doing on a Saturday. Mm. This is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. It's just very interesting. I'm interested to see where that will go. Me too, and speaking further on that point, I do think it is true that Curse Princess Club does preach these themes of like self-love and self-acceptance, but if you think about it, the curses aren't just something that's a part of them, it's also something that's ostracized them from society, too. They live in the woods. They live in a house in the woods because otherwise, I mean, we saw what happened with, I'm forgetting her name, the princess with the red eyes and the premonitions. Mm -hmm. Nell. Oh yeah, what's her name? Nell. Yeah. Nell. She got locked up in a freaking dungeon because Mm -hmm. of her curse, which is horrible. And we saw what happened, you know, with some of the other princesses as well. And I can totally understand self-acceptance and self-love aside yeah, if there's a chance that you have to, you know, be able to be treated as a normal member of society, which you should be anyway, and it sucks that you aren't, but yeah, it makes sense. Like, I would want to do that too. And, you know, periods every month is already bad, Already but turning a into a were-spider who eats people, no, please. like, no, no thank yeah. you.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think an interesting point related to what you said, Erin, is like, they all got cursed at different points, right? Like, Abby, it seems like, got cursed pretty recently. And, like, you know, Prez and, like, Sarah got cursed after they were already, like, adult or adult-ish. So their curses, like, at least for... Not for all of them necessarily, like, were a part of who they were growing up. Like, it might be a relatively new part of themselves. So... Right. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. So I... I'm going to make an analogy that maybe is not completely apt, but um, so like I have diabetes and it's like a part of who I am, et cetera, et cetera. And like, I've thought about this a lot. And I think that a lot of who I am does come from that. And so obviously there's not like a cure for that. It made me think about that and about other types of diseases and disabilities and and people have very different relationships with them. And, you know, some people don't want to get rid of their like quote unquote disability right um and some of us do and it's just is somewhat probably reflected in the cursed princess club in the different levels of affliction that they're facing right like aurelia like fine like she's fine like her mm-hmm. worst curse is that she's mean like that's fine <laughs> like that's just her like, you know <laughs> um like i'm sorry Shots you have to put things in your Oof. mouth it is what it is girl <laughs> get over it I'm sorry, I have no time. <laughs> um, whereas then, like, yeah, that there are some of them that have, like, legit problems, um, like Renee or Prez. And, yeah, I don't know. I just, I felt like there were a lot of parallels to people who are, are facing, like, some kind of chronic condition of some kind. And just, yeah, thinking about the ways that, like, identities interconnect with disabilities and chronic issues. And, and obviously, it's different because in this fantasy world, there's a way to undo it. And it's a curse that's imposed upon you by the outside world. But I mean, like that kind of happens in real life, too. I don't know. I don't really have a coherent point there. I just think that the parallels seemed very overt to me. And I was like, I wonder where they're going to go with this. <laughs> that's going to <Yeah>. be productive. <laughs> I think that they are going to go somewhere productive and good and insightful and wonderful. But I was just like, man, I'm so interested. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you absolutely, by the way, have a coherent point that you were making in all of this. Um, And it's such a good point that you made, too, that I didn't even think of this and that it, it reflects people in real life who have chronic conditions or, you know, a disease that they're living with, per se, or, you know, a disability of any kind. And yeah, it makes sense. I really like the point you said, too, of People have different relationships with their respective disability or condition or whatever it is that they have to live with and, you know, tolerate on a daily basis and the way that it affects their lives. And that is so true. It's understandable that these princesses would want to get rid of their curse. And it's also understandable if they don't want to, because it is a part of them. Yeah. I could
2: definitely see, you know, a character like Nell, I think, is really interesting for that because Mm -hmm. for all intents and purposes, like, her curse does affect her very severely and, like, she was ostracized Mm -hmm. by her family and her kingdom and, like, and, like, obviously she is, you know, to some extent, I don't know if tormented is the right word, but, like, she really, like, feels the impacts of it, like, very strongly, but I could also theoretically see her... Feeling like her curse makes her who she is like having those Mm -hmm. kinds of visions could theoretically be a really important part of her self-identity you know I have one more point that I wanted to add about Nell which is that I think there's a strong case to be made that it's not actually Nell's curse that has given her trauma like I think Nell's curse isn't actually her problem it's society's reaction to her curse right like Mm -hmm. Nell has these visions which seem unpleasant but they're not that common it's like she has really bad migraines right which are bad like that's really bad that's not great but it doesn't make you live in an isolated cabin in the woods and have no friends and get locked up in a cellar right like people do that yeah like the real curse is society and capitalism
1: and there we go (laughs) that's my speech (laughs) wait hold on question to to the to the panel Have we seen evidence of capitalism in Curse Princess Club?
0: Are we still in a feudal society? I'm just
1: throwing that in there. I'm sure
2: it is the problem.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel confident (laughs) that it's a problem. I I say that because King Jack does not seem to do anything productive other than to go on treasure hunts. And his kingdom seems to be doing fine. So (laughs) I don't know.
2: That's a, that's a good point. Perhaps it is just society and stratified power structures. <laughs> oh my god, big words. I'm amazed. <laughs> Aaron busted out the thesaurus today. <laughs> that was me trying to think of words I could use that meant capitalism without the uh this the big the word the C
1: word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: But now we're waiting for season four to come back and it's going to be about the regular people seizing the means of production and taking over <laughs> yeah, taking over the establishment of the kingdoms and establishing a new worker utopia, right?
2: Frederick wait, wait, died off screen.
1: <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on. But they take inspiration from Prince Jamie and so it's just a big naked revolt. I yes. love that. Yes. I love that. I love that moment, by the way that um, Jamie's idea of a revolt was to just dance and cartwheel (laughs) around the palace grounds naked for his sister's freedom. But it's so poetic too, because (laughs) he's using his freedom to fight for theirs. Oh my God, sorry. Uh. I just made a connection and my mind is blown. Way to go, Jamie. That's what we call allyship. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie's a true ally. (laughs) He's doing his best. (laughs) Smooth as a buttered noodle. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
2: I do. Okay. Also, speaking of like larger social justice themes, I love that Jack's quest is to return stolen artifacts to their native peoples and native lands. I was like, I am so amped that this comic went there and they were just like, oh yeah, this is just like his life's passion. <laughs> like, Amazing, incredible, wonderful. I'm glad we're talking about this.
0: Yeah, and for those who don't know, this is a very real problem in the real world, not to get too real on a podcast about comics, but this is a very common thing that's going on. You hear all this talk about all the different museums across the world and where they got their collections from and when, you know, 200 years prior. So to see it in a webtoon is kind of strange and also just really, really cool, as you said.
2: Yeah, he's like the opposite of an Orientalist. He's like a, oh, I can't say the F word on this podcast. (laughs) I was going to say, he's like an F Orientalismist.
1: (laughs) Screw colonialism, screw colonization. We are going to try our best to use our resources, to use our privilege, to, you know, help and return the world back to the way it was. We're here for it.
2: And dance naked in the streets for revolution.
1: Amen. The moral of (laughs) Curse Princess Club. Like father, like son. (laughs) Truly. Okay. In the meantime, though, you've got King Jack locking up his daughters at home. Can we talk about that whole thing? And, I mean, feel free to tell me your reactions when you were reading the comic. And obviously we learned some new information with this season three finale. But, yeah, that's a whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not great, Jack. It's not <laughs> no. a good look, buddy. <laughs> not a feminism. No. Not a feminist. No, you're not. <laughs> not, a feminism. Not. not a feminism. This is
0: some grade F parenting. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Uh.
1: Yeah. By the way, Will, your comment reminded me of that moment when Leland was just like, yeah, Jack's got some whacked notions of parenting and then he he pulls out that arbitrary rule because frederick didn't pass the butter 20 seconds after yeah. he used it and then, then he had to do 30 yeah. push-ups because that's the rule yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah. you know parenting sounds hard so amen <laughs> leland just prefers a very structured model it looks like
0: yeah mm-hmm. evidently on the table 20 pushups. He loves
2: toxic masculinity, and that's it. (laughs) There you go.
1: (laughs) That's his parenting model. Um, Back to Jack. Back to Jack. (laughs) I think
2: that adding in the idea that um, Lilith, like Gwen's mom, asked him to keep the girls away from the world, I think adds a layer to that. Without that, it was just like Jack, you're just being you're just this is just incorrect, you're just doing this wrong, like you're just being bad, but adding in Lilith like doesn't make it less bad um, but does just humanize it a little bit more and make him more empathetic in that it's you know we don't know exactly what happened with her, like maybe he's trying to protect them from whatever happened to her, maybe he's just trying to it seems like he's just trying to honor his dead, beloved wife's wishes, which I think makes it a little bit better than him just saying like, daughters are weak and they must be protected. Um, I think it adds a little more nuance than that. And I'm interested to see what else we learn about that because it's it's definitely not great regardless. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's like, well, I guess you're doing your best, but it's just not very good. Yeah, maybe evaluate the like inherent goodness of Lilith's request before sticking to it for 18 years or whatever I don't know
1: also this is a reminder to all of you if anyone asks you to make a promise never promise beforehand always (laughs) say depends on what the promise is or depends on the ask never offer a blank check okay seriously (laughs) do not do this
0: do not do that that is solid advice
2: Also, something that I was talking about with Aaron, I'm going into Lore Olympus again, I'll be brief, but something (laughs) I was talking about with Aaron recently is that like, sometimes you make a promise and then you seriously, (laughs) you should break it. Like, Mm -hmm. if your friend tells Mm -hmm. you a secret about someone who has assaulted them, hypothetically, and then that friend goes missing, you (laughs) need to tell that secret. Like, tell a trusted adult. (laughs) I would have the FBI on the phone with that secret. Like, broadcast this on the evening news, please,
1: because... Phoning straight to Hera, be like, hey, I got something that you're going to want to hear that we need to chat about. Now. Yes. 911, yeah. we have a war in the making, excuse me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> uh. oh. yeah, my other thought about Jack keeping his daughters locked away is like, in addition to it being Lilith's request, I could also see him just still being so sad from his wife's death and, like, feeling that yeah. keeping his daughters away from the world keeps them safe for him, you know? Which yeah. is a little still bogus that he doesn't do that with Jamie. 100%. Like, don't you love all 100%. your
0: kids the
1: same? Yeah. yeah, but... Yeah.
0: It could be a way for him to, like, not confront his grief.
1: hmm And that's a good point because we still don't know how Lilith died or what happened to mm-hmm. her. We don't know anything about her life, all we know is the diary. Ooh, can we talk about oh the my diary? God. That was tough.
2: And very uh. tough and very interesting. Like yeah. interesting because Gwen has grown up in this household where everyone made her feel so beautiful. At least yeah. until Frederick came along and like now she's coping with her self-image and stuff. But it's so clear that that was not the experience of her mom. Yeah. And it's also tragic on a layer of like how sad I am that that was now taken away from Gwen, you know?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: it's so hard thinking about that. It's so hard. How do you treat the situation in a way where you're able to, you know, it sucks that you have to do this sort of fortify your child for a world that is not entirely kind and doesn't treat everyone the same way or with respect or with the same respect, but. It's such a hard thing to think about because you have Lilith's experience, which we can imagine is definitely not the same as Gwen, and she doesn't seem to have had the same kind of base of love and support that Gwen does. But then you have Gwen, who has that base of love and support, but she was so sheltered that Mm -hmm. it was such a big shock to her when she encountered someone being unkind. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. It's tough. Yeah.
1: Being a parent
2: sounds... Unbelievably difficult. Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But oh man, that being said, Leland and Jack, Leland and
2: Jack, bring it back to true love. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: started the podcast with them. We're so we're bringing back. it. Yep. full circle. <laughs> Tie it mm-hmm. in a bow. Bring it back, Our boys. I have a question though. If they were together romantically. Would they have been better parents, or would they be good parents together? Mm. They do seem to have kind
2: of opposite styles in a lot of yeah. ways, and I wonder if that would result in like too much overbearingness of every type, or if they would kind of be like, "Come on, Leland, come on, Jack, like <laughs> let them go get ice cream, like don't make them do the push-up," you know? Like it's it's yeah. tough. I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say, I'm not convinced that would, like, I'm not convinced it wouldn't make things worse if they were just together (laughs) romantically for their parenting. (laughs) Um, But now that their kids are older, it's probably fine. But I feel like as really young children, I would be like, I I don't know that we
1: need like Mm -hmm. twice this energy on opposite ends of the spectrum. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) True, true. The only plus point that I can think of is that Jack seems to have had good sense in hiring good castle staff and good Mm -hmm. like nannies so I feel Mm -hmm. like with the ridiculousness of him and Leland and them as parents they would at least be like a solidly competent staff and like of you know being able to provide support and care for the kids it's a oh great my God, point. can we
2: please get some fanfic writers out there to write if Leland and Jack were co parents? Oh my please. God. Romantic fanfic or not, writers.
1: I just want to see them co parenting because mm-hmm. that yes. would be amazing. Yes.
0: <laughs> what do you mean yes. you forgot to pick up the kids? Well, I thought you were going to go do it.
1: <laughs> I was on a treasure hunt. What do you want me to do? We don't <laughs> well, have any I groceries in the home. House. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they would just be playing chess all day just uh, all day so cute that uh, that would be God. cute that would be adorable oh my gosh yeah.
2: still better than the polygon king and queen though they they
1: really suck they're yeah. the worst
2: ones they're probably
1: yeah. the outright villains that's probably yeah. like the, the one the only outright villains that we have yeah and whitney's yeah. brothers probably is in that camp too
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, Winnie's brother,
1: I was, honestly, I was shocked when he turned out to be legitimately bad. I was
2: like, in my nice comic? What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here, sir? Get out! <laughs> uh. <laughs> Begone with thyself. <laughs> <laughs> Take your negativity and go
1: elsewhere. <laughs> I come here Please to escape, thank you. <laughs> uh. I come here for laughs and sparkles.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Oh Pastel my gosh. pretty colors. Jamie gathering up his sparkles, like physically gathering <laughs> up his sparkles when Leopold <laughs> told him to leave, just sent me. Oh my god. Oh Jamie. Oh, what I a love kid. that
0: all of his pictures are just sparkled out so no one can recognize him too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: good. Oh my god. Oh.
1: Oh, god. The 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 comedy in Curse Princess Club cannot be overstated it is so good so good yeah i'm struggling like there are comedy webtoons out there that you and i read will but cursed princess club like it's so hard to do a cohesive story with meaning and depth and then on top of that to have it be just like a gut-busting comedy that's such mm -hmm. a feat and wholesome (laughs) yeah Mm
2: mm-hmm
0: Usually, only get one or the other. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you usually don't get both at the same time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really makes me wonder what the author is like like to talk to. Yeah. Like, is Lamb Cat hilarious or is Lambcat, like like a subtle, dry wit? You know what I mean? Like, what? Yeah. what? <laughs> it makes me wonder.
0: Yeah. There's also just so many like subtle jokes too. That, yes. as you said it, like there's a lampshade joke, I think, in like episode two. And I was just dying of laughter because, like, Who wrote this? This is so good. This is so clever. Like, I'm so on board with
1: this. (laughs) Yeah. Man, the little gems that you find, I think on the gala ticket that Blaine gives both of his brothers, you know, that Frederick is trying to give to Gwen, there is, and it's not an all out joke, but there's like a section of like stuff that you can expect at the party, you know, different like features. And one of them was luxury clowns. And that was just... <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: wait, I think
2: I missed that.
1: That's, yeah, yeah, I definitely
0: amazing. missed that.
1: That's so fun. Oh my God. Go back and read it. It's amazing. And it's just like little stuff like this that's just peppered. And you may not oh. find that. You may find it. But if oh you find God.
2: it... Oh my God. You
1: will laugh. <laughs> it's, it just makes your day. It's amazing. And I was like, luxury clowns. And I was just, I, oh my God. <laughs> I
2: can't decide if that's, this. if that's a horror or if that's delightful. <laughs> like I'll, if I see a luxury clown, what is my emotional response gonna be? <laughs> also, Confused.
0: they're not
1: regular clowns. They're luxury yeah. clowns. What is that? What even is that? A clown the dress. These are Prada? made of velvet. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Prada wig. So right. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Oh wow. <laughs> and and like the Whitney, Whitney and his brothers. That pun. Like again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hidden gems.
2: All yeah. of it. It's so good. It's so good.
1: Also, something else that I
2: appreciate. So there are a lot of situations in this comic where if I were seeing them play out on a sitcom, it would be so cringy that I would want to skip To the next scene. Like, I would want to skip past it. Like, that (laughs) scene where Gwen is talking to Frederick and, like, there's that whole miscommunication. He thinks she's a witch. Like, I was remembering (laughs) that scene in my head. And I was like, honestly, like, I remember that being super funny, but it doesn't sound funny. Like, I don't know. That sounds really cringy and awkward. And so I went back and (laughs) reread it and I was losing it. I was like, this is so funny. Like, I don't know how, but somehow it manages to maintain the, like, light, fun, happy feeling, even when cringy things are happening, such that it's like, oh, nothing that bad is gonna happen in this world. Which I'm like, I I wanna live here, please. Thank you. I love this. Yeah.
0: Going on your earlier point, I'm the same way whenever I watch sitcoms. If it gets too cringy, I just have to skip ahead. I just I can't do it normally. And you're absolutely (laughs) right. For Cursed Princess Club, I was so on board and laughing the entire time.
2: Part of that is because some of the humor is just in the animation itself, like Frederick's yeah. whole body going white,
1: you know? <laughs> <Or> like- <laughs> the physical comedy is impeccable. Saffron in his hand is one of my favorite oh my gags in this <laughs> comic. Yes. And speaking of a ship that I'm 100% on board with, I just want them to be in each other's lives forever. But saffron in his hand, that one moment when he and Prez are like mom and dad of the volunteer team and they're manning the flower shop and then his hand is giving the finger to rude customers and he's like, "Ah!" (laughs) trying to grab it.
2: Right, it's like that friend that you take to the bar. Okay, no, it's me. When you take me to the bar, and I get in everyone's face, if they're like coming too close to us, and Aaron is like, "Zoe, calm down. Like, it's fine. It's okay." <laughs> I'm like, oh. And Zoe's like, "No, we have to fight them. I'm gonna fight them." Oh no. And she'll be sober. Like, this isn't even a drunk Zoe thing. You're She's just a combative that we, like, person. Like, we throw the
1: ball to, like, distract you. And then we're like, go there. Yes. Yes. Yeah, go there.
2: That's, that's <laughs> me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. We need, a, we need to be able to meet up in person and go hang out at a bar and party. You guys, this mm-hmm. is. Oh, we have so many friends so in
2: the Bay Area, like, yeah. post-COVID, next time we're there. We will definitely let you know.
1: Yes. Yeah. Hit us up. We are there. 100%. Um, Back to CPC. Yes. <laughs> um, any closing thoughts overall? It was so fun to have both of you on the podcast. I think it's safe to say that we all love CPC and are totally here for and down for whatever is to come in season yeah. four.
2: Oh uh, Yes, this was so fun. I'm so grateful to the two of you for introducing me and then subsequently Aaron to this comic <laughs> that's so fun and brings us so much joy. So thank you both. Yes, completely agree. This was so fun. This this conversation was as fun and delightful as CPC. Uh, but so <laughs> thank you so much. This was wonderful. <laughs> and I can't wait to be best friends. Oh yeah! I'm so excited. It's happening. It's already happened. It's mm-hmm. it's officially happened. You can't escape now. <laughs> we You're are in. intertwined.
0: I fully yeah. accept this
2: <laughs> forevermore.
1: <laughs> There's also, a blood now, pact
2: happening. We yeah. have a
1: band now. We have a band now, and it's yeah, true. Some other garbage. Yeah, Perfect. who knows That's... what
2: instruments we're playing? It doesn't matter. Y- you we'll know, make it up—a
1: band or a podcast. It. Who knows what we'll talk about, what we'll do? But we we have something. We have something going for sure. One hundred percent.
0: Thank you, Aaron and Zoe, for joining us today. Where can people find you guys?
2: On the internet, that's for sure. Uh, we're at <laughs> Laura Limpod. Basically everywhere on the internet that you can type that in. Instagram, Twitter. Technically, we have a Facebook page. We have a Gmail. We have a website. And we have a Patreon. I feel like Crudy did a better job saying all this than Honestly. I am now. So, uh, But you can definitely find us on the internet. We would love to chat with anybody who loves Laura Olympus or Curse Princess Club. Yeah. Also, if you are so inclined, you don't even have to listen to our podcast if you want to just give us a five-star review on iTunes. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. Good point, Aaron. Good point.
1: Do it. <laughs> just think about like- it.
0: Go <laughs> <laughs> <Pull laughs> and do it. Go. Go. Yes.
1: We endorse. <gasps> do it. While you're there, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I think we have one and um, it needs some company, needs some siblings. Right now, it's like a baby only child and it needs some some company, poor Mm -hmm. thing. I'm on my way, Crudy, don't worry, I'll (laughs) (laughs) leave the pack. But thank you so much, you guys, for being here. I think I've said that a million times, but I think this is the most that the both of us have ever laughed (laughs) on a podcast (laughs) recording. So we have you to thank and it has been so much fun.
0: Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll catch you all next time.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye Bye-bye.